hello, good evening, and welcome. I'm Simon Bestwick. And I'm Gemma Files, and this, of course, is No Darkness, darkness but, ours. but Ours. Welcome to part four of our discussion on underground horror. You can find a link to parts one, two, and three of our talk in the description below. Now, without further ado, here's the final part on No Darkness. But ours. Uh, Neil Marshall's kind of returned to underground horror with his latest film, The Lair. Which yes. is all right, but not as it, it's not the descent. I, you know, I do not blame everything that's going on with Neil Marshall on his wife, but you she's know, not, she's yeah. I mean, I cannot think if if, if Shauna McDonald had played that role, or or some or Lena Headey, or Ona Meacher. Mm -hmm. from, from Doomsday, you could totally see that working. But I mean, I, I tried to watch the record, and I really wanted to like it yeah. because I know his his stuff's often he's often been he, people have often sort of treated his career as a kind of diminishing returns thing. And, yeah. and I think that's always true. I think I, I loved Doomsday. I thought that was a brilliant, yeah. uh, hugely enjoyable. And I think Centurion is very underappreciated. Yeah, I really, really love Centurion. And couldn't get very the reckoning at all. Uh, yeah. It was kind of this. This actress, it just isn't. There were there were section, there were sections of it that gave me um, the same kind of energy as uh, the version of Stuart Gordon's uh, "The Pit and the Pendulum," um, right. which is very much worth your time. Oh um, yes, I've seen that. That's brilliant. I, I, yeah, I wish and, it's, and it's and it's and it's nuts, but it's also very realistic in terms of the worst of the inquisition <laughs> oh god yeah and and there are you know i listen i hate to say it there are these moments where you're like i don't understand why you how you're walking around that guy put a pair of anguish in you i don't understand how you're walking around yeah you know unless the devil is literally helping you which i don't think he is <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, the, the piss of the pendulum is the is the Stuart Gordon film is excellent. I'm really glad. I, I just wish they'd had. I wish Barbara Crampton had been there to play the uh, the lead actress because she would the lead the main. I mean, although she, the, the, the woman who plays him is excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you she's, know, she's, she's not bad at all. Um, I also really like the the the, the old witch. Oh, she's brilliant. I was going to say she went out with a bang, but um, that's uh, <laughs> that was. Uh, she certainly did, and I just, I totally, totally loved her sort of, her attitude and her, fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, uh, I knew I was going to get killed anyway. <laughs> if I'm going to die, I'm going to take you bastards with me. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or at least um, shit out of you. <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's a, another um, movie that I want to... Um, that I that I want to talk about that uh, a lot of people may not have seen, and I I'm pretty sure you haven't seen it. Uh, Left Bank, uh, which is before, but yeah, it sounded really interesting. Yeah, it's a Belgian film. Um, uh, the original um, the original title is Link Rover, and um, which is the the name for uh, the left bank of the city that this that our main character lives in. Um, and the idea was that much like the left bank of Paris, um, you know, that was the part of town where in the Middle Ages, it was all just outlaws and hookers and witches. 
<laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. And um, a lot of people uh, talk about it as a um, as a folk horror uh, film, and it is. Um, there's a lot of folk horror elements in it. But the thing that really uh, reminds me of underground horror here is that um, so our main character is a, a woman who has been training for a long time uh, as a runner. Um, and she's just about to compete uh, in like the pan European games or something like that. And, uh, and she has a terrible accident and completely fucked up her knee. And, you know, and she has to deal with the fact that, yeah, this is probably the end of her career before anything began. She moves out of her uh, of her dad's apartment uh, and she ends up um, moving into an apartment in this uh, in this not particularly great building um, housing project on the left bank. Um, and she moves in with her boyfriend who she just met before this terrible accident happened. <laughs> that doesn't have anything to do with anything. Yes. And, uh, you know, and you get this real s feeling that the boyfriend is grooming her for something, you know, maybe to be a sacrifice, maybe to join a cult, maybe, you know, whatever. But in the basement of <laughs> in the basement of this building is a hole. There's just a hole in the floor. And there's this legend that there was a hole down to hell on the left bank somewhere and the assumption okay. is that there is that this is the hole and certainly it's a very it's a very weird hole things are always getting sucked into it gravity seems to work differently around it um and what you eventually realize is that you know if you go into this hole again you go down into what might be hell and what might be the land of the dead and by crawling out the other end of the hole you literally are re reborn so it is yeah it is a fascinating film and um yeah really you know it's like when it when it begins you really think that it's like just this european character piece about you know being a female athlete and then it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder and then that movie definitely yeah I was thinking, I, I think one thing we should do definitely before we, uh, yeah. we close is maybe talk about because I mean, we've both written a yeah. few stories of our own which explore the underground theme. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you, um, I mean, one that springs to mind is Negredo in, um, is it in Kiss? No, not Kissing Cats, in Worm in Every Heart, isn't it? That's right, yeah. It's the yeah. first. It's set in the, the sort of the, 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 the sewers under Warsaw, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Um, I, was, I was very interested in uh, the fact that uh, a lot of Jewish people hid in the sewers underneath Warsaw um, and you know, during the Warsaw Uprising, basically. Yeah. Um, and there was this, supposedly there was this machine that the, uh, that the Nazis had that they were trying to use to uh, set the entire underground on fire because of the gas in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, uh, that, I really like that piece. I mean, I, I remember at least one terrible review where it was like, man, it starts with this and it just gets worse. <laughs> like, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. 
I just wanted to do something about dog-headed saints and, you know, <laughs> crusader vampires and, you yeah, know, and Warsaw uprising. <laughs> but, I think uh, that may, just, may not have been the right person for your to, to be. Yeah, your work might not just not be the right the right kind of fiction for that for that reviewer somehow. Potentially not. Um, and uh, in Cathonic, um, the story of mine that they ended up reprinting was a story called The Harrow that I wrote for the children of Old Reach. So it is very much a uh, testament to Laird Barron's work. Um, it doesn't, <laughs> it, it doesn't, you know, like name check any of his mythology, but, you know, it, it is a story where literally the first, the first line is, um, the earth is old and full of holes, Liddy Massonet's mother used to say, at least once a day back when she was still Liddy Pell. Its crust is thin and underneath there's nothing but darkness. A rind, that's all we live on, just thin ice, waiting for it to thaw and crack. No need to dig, really. If they want to find you, they will. Never trust anything that comes out of a hole. And, okay, Mom, Liddy would always say the way her father had taught her, that's good, that's fine, and then just smile and nod. All the time staring off at nothing much and something invisible, contemplating Mars, he called it, until her mother finally stopped talking. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, excavate shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like, don't excavate. Don't excavate anything. Because, <laughs> so yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's about digging your backyard and finding, yeah, this is something I always wanted to do when I was a kid. You know, it's like, to just dig in the backyard and find actual archaeological stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll take that and I'll go with that. And um, also about not wanting to live in Mississauga. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and tree panning. Yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Yes, of course, tree panning. And, uh, and also uh, um, <clears throat> building a bat house in your backyard. Because bats need to be kept safe. Absolutely, <laughs> yes. Absolutely. I completely. I need to read this story because it's just it sounds like I, I, sounds like I'm totally sounds like totally my kind of thing again. Um, you could also argue that uh, probably um, uh, a wish from a bone is archaeological horror yes. that goes down further and further. It literally has a well at the middle of the tomb that or or rather the temple that they go into um and uh yeah yeah and the uh the evil angels or the <laughs> the chaotic angels kind of emerge from that from that well <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a hole deep and dark uh as it says at the beginning of onibaba uh a hole yeah. is where everything starts this is true. This is mm. true. I mean, yeah, I've done. I mean, I've done a few things on the, that. I mean, the uh, to walk in midnight's realm, which was mm. the earliest of them. This is a novelette I wrote for an anthology called Beneath the Ground, which the clue is in the title. So it was the I was being you know invited to contribute. It was the first time I'd been invited to contribute to an anthology, so I was very excited, and um, it became about a journey into the land of the the dead. And I think part of the inspiration was actually watching, I think it was watching Return of the Living Dead and, you know, Linnea Quigley's character 
Oh you know, yeah. So it becomes this kind of like naked zombie, and I don't. I, don't, I, I was high at the time. This is. <laughs> This, this is probably the explanation for quite a few of my stories in the 90s. Um, and I don't know, she somehow metaphor, metamorphosed into this kind of more tragic figure. Um, and I don't know, but it, it ended up being being set on Llandegla Moor in Wales, um, where this fellow has uh, basically transported his brother's body to this um, to this hillside in accordance with his last wishes and thinking, Jesus Christ, if anyone catches me here, I'm really fucked. Yeah. Uh, I then reads sort of like this his brother's story of how he ended up in ended up on a camping trip with some friends and fell down a hole into the land of the dead, quite literally. Um, but knew he was going, he escaped, but knew he was going to, he was going to, to come back. Wanted to be returned, and the woman he met and fell in love with down there emerges with some torchbearers, and they carry the body down into Midnight's realm. Um, I'm, you know, I'm, again, That's it's, kind a, of great. it's, it's I'd awful. love to read that. It's kind of an Orpheus story, I suppose. It's um, kind of uh, a, kind of a reverse Orpheus story. Yeah, yeah, uh, in many ways, yeah. Um, so there was that one. Then there's the Narrows, which was I. I still take great pride in the fact that when I first met Linda Rucker, who we we interviewed a couple, couple mm -hmm. of weeks ago, and she was like, yeah, I, "I know your name from somewhere," in, in a good way, you know. I'm thinking, okay, not Crime Watch then. Um, you know, what, what might I have read of yours? Oh, this, this, and I had a story called The Narrows, and you wrote The Narrows! You gave me nightmares for a week! Which is like, that. <laughs> I still treasure that compliment. <laughs> That's coming that is the, the best compliment. The best compliment that you can ever get is, you know, it's like, I don't want to go to Airbnbs anymore. They're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not all like that. <laughs> but that was the one that was inspired by the, uh, the Worsley um just mm -hmm. the Worsley levels so the underground canal system um uh, near where i near where i used to live uh, i mean that's that's so river sticks that's so charon-esque you know yeah the, the idea yeah. of like pulling your way down the, <laughs> down oh, the river yes. and i think there was an influence of the descent in that but i get I, one of the things that i realized i've been doing a lot in my fiction mm. there was a part of me that had, had been very much still on board with the kind of some some kind of Judeo-Christian version of the afterlife, where the good are rewarded, the wicked punished, even if like mm -hmm. even if my definitions of what were good and what were wicked were not necessarily those of the of, of the church. Um, but on the other hand, also the the left wing socialist part of me, it, it, when it dealing with human evil, would think yes, well if we if we if you organize society properly and justly, then this shit won't happen either. Um, so there was always that kind of, when you've got that kind of emotional safety net, mm. you can go to very dark places because you know, I, I wrote a there's an early storyline called Higher Ground, where essentially it was about this guy trapped in the horrible tedium of a loveless marriage and a soul-destroying office job, but eventually finds kind of like a way into another world where he can be, he can be happy and knowing that was there at the end of it enabled me to kind of really plumb the depths of what a miserable fucking life he had uh because you know he's pretty this guy's probably gonna you know this guy was probably on a track to fucking killing himself in sheer existential despair but i oh, know he's got but he's he's got a he's got a way out so he's you, got an out <laughs> you, can kind of, you can kind of drive you can kind of drive full tilt at the brick wall knowing that there's mm -hmm. something's gonna stop you smashing into it at the last minute and I kind of got more with the idea, okay, what if you actually can actually write something which takes away all those safety nets, it takes away all 
all hope and really has characters who are just taken to somewhere as utterly, as utterly dark and hopeless as possible. And that was kind of what I did with what I was out to do with the Narrows yeah. and just make it um, as, yeah, on, on every level. Um, so it'd be, it had to be more than just monsters down there. Um, it couldn't just be people going, but it couldn't just be people going crazy. So the supernatural, yeah. weird or the supernatural had to be something else entirely. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens as they get down into the canal system after the, after the aftermath of a nuclear war. Oh. They find themselves hiding in a cavern and then find these mysterious little tunnels called the Narrows, mm. um, which one of them with main characters kind of wanders into one and immediately finds that it's it's kind of like changing. You know, he, get, he looks back and it's no longer yes. the as he went in and he very nearly gets lost in them. I'll never get out. He manages to get out. He's like, I'm not going back in there again. But then the radiation starts seeping into the cavern and there's only one place they can go. Exactly. That. Yeah, uh, uh, it was a very, very dark, disturbing story to 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 write. Um, there is a there is a lot of um, science fiction stories uh, from like the end of the seventies, uh, the beginning of the eighties that really strike me that way. Um, uh, I remember <laughs> reading either Dangerous Visions or again da Dangerous Visions, and there was a story in there. Uh, which all took place in, like, a cavernous set of bunkers underneath the earth, and where eventually you figure out that, you know, if you don't want to participate in this terrible system that you're stuck in, the best thing that you can do is probably go into a closet and lock it behind you and just die in there. <laughs> <laughs> that fun. Come to think of it, I mean, um, there's a Richard Matheson story called Descent, mm. which is basically there's about to be a, it is a, I mean, about to there's about to be a catastrophic nuclear war, and so everyone's basically going to stay in a bunker. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's one person who decides, you know what, I'm not going to fucking, I don't want to fucking live like that. Mm. I'm just going to, you know, I'll, I'll just stay up here and die when the bombs drop. Yeah. And, Everyone else there is kind of like they go into this uh, into this huge lift and it just goes down and down and down and down where they're going to basically live like live in these underground bunkers for the rest of their their lives because the world of love has been completely destroyed. I mean, I think it was so many writers were either taking it as read that there was going to be a, a devastating nuclear war, you know, within their their lifetime or yeah. I mean, there's the other thing of like, this is the thing I'm absolutely fucking terrified of. So I'm going to kind of jump jump ahead into a story where that's that's already happened or that's already happening and yes yeah or or the the ultimate aftermath of it you know where you end up in a in a place like uh, you know go 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 said the bird oh yeah it's basically following this woman through her life uh, just literally running from one camp of feral people to another <laughs> yes. um yeah and eventually realizing that her children are going to eat her <laughs> you know <laughs> it's just like how joyful yeah. <laughs> like that's what you can look forward to <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah i think we, i mean there's 
Life, so life will just get worse and worse. Like, what, what is it, uh, that Edward Gorey thing? Uh, a woman born under a curse would travel each day in a hearse. So through the back, she would wail. Through a, through a, out the back, she would wail through a thickness of veil. Things do not get better, but worse. <laughs> he had a way with the words, didn't he? He really did. <laughs> <laughs> and certainly, you know, it's like, the, I, I guess the worst scenario of underground horror is that you go down and you don't get to come back up. Yeah. You go down and you just keep going down. Yeah. And there's nothing at the bottom and there's nothing yeah. at the top. There's, there's nothing to go back for either. There's a Margarita Lasky story, I think, called The Tower, which yes. has something like that. She's trying to climb down the steps and then there's just the steps just down. Just keep going. Yeah. God. <laughs> there's uh there's a a movie on shutter um and i cannot remember what it's called but it has this rather amazing setup where this uh the people are these this couple is living in uh with their with their kids in a big house in the irish countryside and um, one of them, <laughs> and uh, the the girl is, you know, t- a teenager, and she's uh, she and her mom are not getting along. And well, seen this one? This is something the familiar. cavern. Is it is it called the cavern or or the basement? Something along those lines. Sorry. Sorry. The cellar. The cellar. The cellar. You're right. It's called yes. the cellar. So yeah, at one point, all the lights go off and. You know, she she's phoning her mom on her iPhone. She's like, all the lights have gone off. And her mom's like, well, go down into the cellar and turn them back on. You know, oh, my God, why why are you phoning me? <laughs> you know? And and she's like, I'm scared. And she goes, OK, you know that there are only 20 steps going down into the cellar. So just count them off as you go down. And even if you can't see them. You will you will know that you were at the bottom when you get to 20. And um, so she's listening to her count off the steps. And then her voice starts getting dreamier and dreamier. And she's like, 19, 20, 21, 22, yes. 23, yes. 24. And she's like, what? <laughs> and then she's <laughs> down to about 30 and it just clicks off. <laughs> And she comes yeah, back Jesus. and she's gone. And she has like no idea where the fuck she went. Yes, yes. We saw that a few uh, a few weeks ago, I think. I'm trying to remember uh, yeah. just some, some details up about it. Uh, about it, has, it. it has some very interesting things in it. And it definitely has that weird, you know, liminal space, slippy slidey kind of, you know, where, where two things are occupying the same space, essentially. Um it's- and a sense of, you know, being able to slip between two moments of time or fall between two moments of time yes. and go down as far as you can possibly go. It's worth yeah. seeing. It's yes. worth seeing. Yeah. But I've yeah, seen. that, that the thing that really imprinted itself upon me was that thing of her going down the steps and the steps just continuing and continuing and continuing. Yes, yeah, very much. So, uh, starring Elisha Cuthbert. Yes, that's right. 
Yes. Yes, I do remember. Yeah, I remember it now. Now, Jesus, I remember that ending. <laughs> that ending is. <laughs> that ending is worth the whole film, probably, actually, but it is pretty awful. <laughs> Literally awful. <laughs> yeah. So, underground horror. Um, we were thinking of doing underwater horror next, as I recall. Uh, we were yes. talking about the fact that uh, an abyss can be under the ground or indeed under the water. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, and, and I think that. You know, another wonderful thing about underwater horror is that it has some um, lap over with space horror. Yeah, again, it's about going somewhere where, which really isn't designed for us. It's really not designed for us, and you have to be in a tiny little space yes. <laughs> where something could go wrong at any moment. <laughs> yeah, what's what's to worry about there? Oh, nothing no, there's nothing, nothing to worry about. But uh, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. And yes. hopefully, hopefully other people found it a lot of fun. My God, please read The Descent. It's really, really good. It sounds excellent. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, uh, and on a personal note, uh, my latest book arrived at my house. Dark is better. And we'll want to buy this. We'll want to buy this, folks. Yeah. my files, so it will be good. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun to, you know, open up the box and go, ah, <laughs> yes, they look very good. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. That, whole kind of, that kind of thing you turn into Gollum just going, precious. Yes, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> stop touching the cover. <laughs> you're, you're going to get fingerprints all over it, precious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we will be back to lower the tone of the conversation again uh, next week yeah, possibly about underwater quite possibly about underwater horror which is another rich field for for mining um or or not mining yeah explore exploring <laughs> a submersible uh, or a bath escape or or not exploring in a submersible or bath escape is the case exactly no Darkness But Us is made possible through generous donations from horror enthusiasts just like you. If you'd like to support us, you can sign up to our Patreon and get access to exclusive content, or you can make a one-off donation via Ko-Fi. Links in the description below. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know in the comments, share and subscribe, and don't forget to hit the like button if you're watching us on YouTube. Let us know as well if there's anything you'd really like to hear us talking about in the future, and we'll be back with more at the same time next week. So until, until then, uh, as ever, I have been Simon Bestwick. And I remain Gemma Files. At least you remain Gemma Files for as long as you don't go down one of those holes. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I remain Gemma Files. You yes. don't know. I might have gone down there already and crawled back up as one of the, you know, sub-leeches <laughs> on the skin of old leech. <laughs> as one of the rooms of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> and this and remains no darkness, darkness. but ours. <laughs>